Hey, great friends. What's happening? Today is Wednesday, and we're going to have a great show today. And uh, man, a lot of good feedback on yesterday in that Landon Donovan interview, but we'll get to that coming up. Hey, I want to start off today by saying I'm going to make this really brief, but Seven Mile Casino is the place to go play cards. It's the best place in town because they got the best location, no smoking, fantastic restaurants, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, and all the table games you love. So if you're going to play this holiday season, please support our sponsor, our partner, and go to 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. Additionally, when we talk about partners, Tory Holistics is in Sorrento Valley. California Holistics is in Chula Vista. I'll make this real simple for you. Anybody that you've not yet gotten a gift for, okay, Christmas is coming up this weekend, easy. Go to Tory Holistics or California Holistics because if you have anybody in your life that likes cannabis, this is the place to go. Could be for sleep, could be for pain, could be for recreation. Who knows what it's for? Your choice, okay? Holidays, H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E, you save 20% when you go to Tory Holistics. Also, um, this weekend, I know it's Christmas and you're not out there going to be, you know, you're not looking for a car on Christmas day. I got it. But if you're thinking about a new car, PenskeSanDiego.com. The website is PenskeSanDiego.com. P-E-N-S-K-E, 12 dealers, nine brands. And when you start to look into the certified pre-owned, everything you want is right there. So PenskeSanDiego.com is the website and will expedite your buying or leasing uh, situation. All right, PenskeSanDiego.com. RideOneUp.co slash great friends. This is our partner in the world of e-biking. Ride the number one up.co slash great friends. That's our landing page. You're going to see all the sales, 400 off this bike, 300 off that bike, 200 off this one. And if you use our promo code great friends, you'll save an additional $50. So I know it's gotten late. I know you haven't made up your mind yet. Um, am I going to get one? Am I going to get two? Am I getting for my kid? Is it me and my, my wife? Whatever the case may be. RideOneUp.co slash great friends. Another quick reminder that you could be losing weight this holiday season with iThrive. All you have to do is go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, click on iThrive. You'll learn all about iThrive Lean, which is the weight loss product. Alex, what are we down right now? I haven't asked you this week. 22. 22 pounds. Amazing. Almost three. Almost 23 pounds, this kid. Unbelievable. And you're saving $200 for the first two months. So 200 the first month, 200 the second month you're going to lose a lot of weight and you can do it during the holiday season. So make your appointment, get your blood work done, make sure you're a candidate for this, but I thrive lean fully FDA approved and fully guaranteed 858-240-1497. And a quick shout out to our man, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty. He was on yesterday. And what I loved about yesterday's visit was Gary wasn't saying to us, Hey, um, I really want to tell you about interest rates, or I want to talk about the home market. It was like, Hey guys, love you. Great year. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And then, of course, his breaking news that Rockies was sold. And Browner, of course, you know, we understand how Browner feels about that. MountainTrustRealty.com. You need Gary. He's there, 858-376-1299. And lastly, this is Athletic Greens. So I've told you that they um, spent money with us advertising, uh, I want to say last year. Uh, maybe it was even 21, frankly. And, um, you know, look, I was really excited about it because I've heard Athletic Greens on, like, every podcast I've ever listened to. Uh, including right now, I've been listening to this Joe Rogan interview with David Goggins, who, you know, I'm interested in because I love Goggins. So nothing against, you know, Rogan. But anyway, this product, you know, I hear Rogan talking about it. I'm like, I freaking take this stuff every single day. I'm making a mess first time ever. I use this product every day. And even when they weren't advertising, I was still using it because it's an amazing product. Um, my girlfriend always tells me that when she doesn't take it, she's not as productive at work because when she does take it, so much mental clarity. This is the vitamin D product, and um, this is the product that they send to you for free. So when you use our landing page, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, 
you get the five travel packs, which is what this comes in because dude, you go away on a trip. Like I'm going to, I'm going skiing up in, in mammoth, right? I'm taking this box with me so that I can take this every single day. Yeah. There's a lot of people on the slopes. Okay. There's a lot of people drinking, getting high on the slopes. I want to be mentally clear on the slopes. Number one. Also, I'll tell you right now, you got any digestive problems, dude, this will, this will resolve that issue in a big way. So all my vitamins and everything I want to take right here. I know it looks green and you're probably thinking to yourself gross telling you right now it's got this like um it's almost like a little minty flavor it's really good athleticgreens.com slash kaplan all your vitamins right here and you're getting that vitamin d and the five free travel packs when you use our landing page all right listen let's do it we've got a great show coming up let's start Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Kaplan and crew from the seven mile casino studios. You have no idea. Like before we're getting ready to come on the air before the mics go hot, before the light goes red, that says on air, like we're having a conversation off air before this, this thing's about to go. And, um, and we're talking about like real life, you know, uh, off air, real life. You know, we call it baby mama drama around these parts. And me and Browner are sitting here commiserating to one another. I can't believe it. I'm so pissed about that. I can't believe it. And like we're having this whole conversation about exes in our lives. And freaking Padiva here is sitting between mm -hmm. the two of us like, hey, so guys, um, you know, I just got married like, you know, a couple months ago and just got a new car and, uh, you know, bought my first condo. And we got I'm a happy. That we I'm happy as all can be. <laughs> You know, man, life is good right now. I just lost 22 pounds with iThrive. I mean, poor Alex Brown. Alex is sitting between the two of us as we're like, God darn it, Jeff. Freaking can't believe I got to do this and fight with this. Like you and me are, are, are commiserating with each other, like hugging it out. And poor Padiva is caught right in the middle of us, buddy. No, oh, that's why. Listen, that's why he's doing so well. He's around. He's around this dumpster fire between the two of us. <laughs> Comparatively, I think I'm yeah. like the yeah. My life's yeah. an A plus right now. But uh oh, there's other uh -oh. stuff. There's there's real yeah. life going yeah. on. Yeah. Behind you me. sound I funny. I don't know. You Padiva. sound funny. I don't know, buddy. You, you got you, some problems now. Yeah, I think you're on the wrong mic, pal. Yeah, buddy. I think. Oh yeah, and yeah. for the for the technical yeah, brain power behind this broadcast. Yeah, buddy. Uh, pretty, pretty surprising. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, now you're better. There you go. Welcome. Yeah. Mic check. Can I get a mic check from you? Nobody ever mic checks me. I just <laughs> figure it out on my own. <laughs> Talked to Scott for 15 minutes and now let's wait for the let's wait to go on air before. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't hear it before. I, I really didn't. I didn't hear it. Yeah. So, hey, guys, look, um, we're kind of I, I have to admit I got maybe this is too much, but I'm sort of um, limping towards oh, the finish line. My God. Of the new year. Dude. If you think that senioritis is not a real thing when you have what 10 days off coming up, oh god, come on, like oh. it is the most natural feeling of all time mm -hmm. ever. I remember, and this is going back like years now, when 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 I was at 1090, before it got like bad, bad, before mm -hmm. I accept before we all accepted the reality of what that place was, <laughs> I would always try and save a bunch of my vacation and package some sort of like two weeks off at the end of during christmas new year's somehow and mar would always tell me between thanksgiving and that time off i was the most miserable 
POS ever because I was over the year that we've had. I haven't really had a real vacation. Everyone's getting fired because it's Christmas time in radio. And this is the most heartbreaking part of the business. And I have two weeks off coming up. Like I am not like that anymore because I actually love what we do now. I'm actually happy about what we do now. But yeah, senioritis, limping, crawling, like whatever you want to call it. I I have it. I've had it this week. Bro, in the radio business, for people who don't know, Christmas is the only time in the building you will see a grown man cry because he done. It's a wrap for him. Fired. I don't know if that's how they do it at other places, but where we were, bro, every Christmas, I've never seen so many people not try to make a single sound in the office. Yeah, but it, it wasn't when you say where we were, that so where we were was an independently owned and operated radio station. You know, go across town to a big corporate radio station, right? Or or let me rephrase it, a big corporate group of radio stations where there's six or seven or eight in the same building, you know, and, and every year, unfortunately, this is the time of year where companies are looking at their budgets and they're going, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta pull back, gotta tighten the belt, especially right now. I mean, the world of inflation, we've been using the word all year and we've been watching interest rates go up all year and we've been watching stock prices come down and housing prices come down and all these other things. I mean, it's real. I mean, it, it, it sometimes it takes a long time for the economy to change for the worse before it actually shows up on your doorstep. But yes, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know how it is in, in other industries per se, but in radio in particular, in radio, one part of media. Yeah, it's, it's like that. You know, you get to Christmas and like there's a guy or girl that's sitting in an office calling people in and letting people go. And as much as it's terrible for the person who's being let go. It's also awful for the person that has to do all the letting go, you know? Yeah. yeah so because you know these people, you've met their families, right? right. You know their kids, and yeah. it's just because the radio business is well, the radio business that I've been around is very personal, it's very connected, it's very uh, uh people get along, and it's very I, I've never worked at a place where people uh as a whole, as a whole, did not like each other or did not like being around each other. So it's well. It's, just, just to your sucks. just to your point, you ready for this? And this is, I, listen, I'll tell you guys right now. Woke up this morning to the news of Carlos Correa oh. not not <laughs> signing with the Giants, <laughs> but instead, so had money. but instead signing with the Mets. Now, who have is, the money? That that is the story that has me really thinking today, because I was having a conversation with my son. He's like, Dad, when you think about the National League right now. You do not think about the Dodgers. And I no. said, no, you think about the Mets, the Phillies. And he said Padres before I said Phillies. The Mets, the Phillies, the Padres. Uh, in terms of what has happened at the end of last year versus what's happened in this offseason and with the spending spree that these teams have been on, Mets, mm. Phillies, Padres. Dodgers right now are not in the conversation per se. Depends who you ask. Okay. Okay. Vegas odds makers still have the Dodgers as the fourth best or the fourth favorite to win the World Series. Same odds as the Mets and Yankees. Astros, the current favorites at plus 600. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Like you say, you know, depending on who you ask. But Astros plus 600, Yankees, Mets, Dodgers plus 750. Got it. But but just hold the thought. He just said plus 
plus a thousand for the Padres. Oh, Ooh, yeah. that's easy money. Oh, I thought you just said it. Okay. Anyway, um, I will get back to Carlos Correa in just Woo! one second because I know people who are tuning in right now on 1090 are probably like, okay, um, you guys going to get to the big story? Yeah, we're, we're going to get to the big story. But, you know, organic conversation just happened. Browner, you just said something that, that had me thinking. Um, you said that uh, people in radio usually are all, you know, like people get along. There's, for the most part, you know, there's a closeness, there's a social aspect of the business, right? Yes, yes. And um, you were talking about how, uh, you know, this is the time of year where people get fired, you know? Yes. Listen to this. I get a text message from Jerry Donatio. Now, for those of you who listen on radio, most of you don't know who Jerry Donatio is. You two guys do. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and a couple of people out there listening will know as well. Jerry Donatio, long, long time, uh, what I would call marketing consultant in radio here in San Diego. Alex, you just made kind of a uh, like a squinty look. Sorry, my dog is like going through a nightmare right everywhere. now. Dude. Oh, like, really? My, my dog is having some one of those nightmares where they're like running in their dreams. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, <laughs> and like, like, he's like running, dude. <laughs> oh my God. It's funny. That's so funny. Uh, Rachel told Sorry. me the other night that I, uh, I was having a nightmare. She goes, you were crying in your sleep. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you naked? Were, um, I don't probably. Yeah. I mean like 99.9% of the time I'm naked when I sleep. Oh, She's like, you were crying you in your sleep. And I was like, and I actually woke up and I, I knew the dream I had. It was not, I wasn't crying because I was upset about something. I was crying because I was super stoked about something, you know? And uh, I knew the dream. Like when she's like, well, I don't know what's going on with you, man. You're crying in the middle of your sleep. I'm like, yeah, no, I know what happened. I know exactly what happened in the dream. <laughs> it was good news, not bad news. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, radio. Back to radio Let's for one. That one right in, huh? This is a uh, this is a very inside radio conversation. Here goes. So, um, th- if this is the time of year where people get fired, listen to this. I get a, a text message, Jerry Donatio. Guy's been in the radio business and radio sales in San Diego forever. Worked for us here at 1090. The first time came back and worked for us here in this new iteration. Has since gone. I think he works for KPBS now. He says, "Mighty, this is the text. Mighty six ninety, mighty ten ninety, double X ten ninety, ESPN seventeen hundred, mightier ten ninety survivors. <laughs> I'm putting on a happy hour." on december 30th at four o'clock here's who's on this text message this is what jerry sends out by the way i'm out of town so i'm not going to have a chance to go to this happy hour but here's who he's got tell me if you guys know these names rob pickard oh yes. rob hey, rob buddy. pickard hey now hey now v hickle. v hickle this guy rob pickard was a sales guy back in the day at 1090 and he's from oklahoma and man he talking like he elvis he come walking in the office like hey now <laughs> Hey, hey now, y'all looking for a deal for a vehicle? You know, and so Billy Ray and I called him vehicle for years. You know, oh god, he was hilarious. You guys, shout out, shout out to yeah, I love Rob Picker, man. He's a good guy, man. Oh, dude, he is a piece of freaking work. This guy, yeah, he's a good guy. Worked with him for years, Rob Picker. He's probably, I'd say, Rob Picker is one of the first sales guys when I first got to San Diego back in two thousand one. Rob Picker was on that original six ninety sales staff. Ironically, there was another guy on that sales staff. Uh, his name was David. And David is from London. And David um, works up at 710. <laughs> well, I've known this guy 20 plus years, you know? Uh, okay, here's who was on this text. Rob Pickard, Vehicle. 
What's going on, mm -hmm. man? Vehicle. Shout out. Jimmy Sheen. Love Jimmy Sheen. You guys know Jimmy Sheen? I don't Sheen? think I met him. You don't know Jimmy Sheen? You know Jimmy Sheen. I don't Jimmy think Sheen. I met him. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Though. Okay, I do. Yes, 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 yes. Y'all yeah, yeah. know the names. It take a minute for me. Yeah, yeah Jim Sheen. He, uh, last I saw Jim was opening day. Right into him in downtown. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Jim Sheen was involved for a long time. Uh, Jim Sheen was part of the original 1090 because he's brother-in-laws with John Lynch Sr., who was the owner at the time. So Jimmy really deeply involved in the family. And I've seen Jimmy at a million family, like Lynch family events, uh, good and bad, you know, holiday celebrations, funerals, literally. Uh, so Jimmy Sheehan's on this email. Rich Elrod, the baller, balderdash, balsamic vinaigrette on the side. Rich Elrod. Freaking love Rich voice Elrod. of the WWF. At one time. Yes, that's right. Uh, Chris Hughes. You guys know Chris Hughes? By yes. the way, these are just last names. I'm kind of impressed. Chris Hughes, up. probably the reason why I'm married to Mar. Tell me. Oh, he was the um, he was the, the accountant that goes for yeah. on the border because yeah. his yeah. wife worked for on the border. Yeah. His wife, no, yeah. no, his wife had a like an ad agency. Right, right, and right. she, uh, they were the on the border people. Right, yeah. Chris yeah, Hughes, yeah, yeah. probably the reason I'm married to Mar. Wow, shout out, yeah. shout out, Chris Hughes. Right, um, Spencer Holt. Yes, love Spencer. Yeah, he Spencer was the Holt. smartest sales guy at 1090. And, I, and the only reason I say this, I think the two days after the Chargers left, he's like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'm out of here, dude. I'm going to go sell solar or something. <laughs> yep. He got yeah, He did. He was the first exodus. The, like the Maybe the, the next week that the Chargers left, he was out of there, dude. Spencer and I should have followed the, along. Spencer and I in the early days, of Spencer had a one monster client. Corky's pest control. And when I got to be close with Corky at the early days of this, and Corky and I, and Corky's like a father to me, um, Corky and Spencer, Spencer would always get invitations to all of the things that Corky was putting on. I mean, I saw every Broadway play that came through, you know, downtown San Diego, because Corky was a big contributor um, at the time of the Civic Theater. And so I would spend a lot of time outside of work with Spencer because we were always at Corky events. So, man, Spencer Holt, shout out to you. Um, does anybody here know a guy named Todd Williams? Does that name sound familiar to you guys? No, Todd no. Williams, he's kind of in the early, early days. Um, how about this name for you? Frank Anthony. Oh. Oh, yeah, I know Frank. I know Frank. This is the old Padres, not the new Padres. They did that man dirty. That dirty. So dirty. Yeah. So, so dirty, dirty, dude. Frank Anthony was the voice of Petco Park. And then all of a sudden, somebody decided, well, I know who it was. I mean, it's the same a-hole that screwed up so many relationships around this town. But, you know, listen, I'll promise you this right now. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> if you got Ted Leitner and some truth serum, Ted would tell you the same thing. And the late great, I won't even say names, the late great would tell you the same thing. And, yes, the Padres at that time did Frank Anthony dirty. Love him, guy, though. But the guy who um, did it is gone. Yeah, I I was uh I produced the, sh the morning show on Max at Film when him and Kim Morris and you know, Kim Reed started doing the show. Wow! So I have a really interesting uh, relationship with him. I learned a lot about how to operate the board and how to run the technical aspect of the business from Frank Anthony. So shout out to him. Yep, miss you, Frank. Um, now listen to some other names: Hacksaw, of course. 
Dude, I yeah. saw a hacksaw. I don't know how I oh, somebody sent me a text with a, a video. So, you know, Dave Shelley and Chainsaw are retiring. Now, I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys know Dave Shelley and Chainsaw. I really don't. I know Chainsaw a little bit because we worked together in the same building at one time. Never, I swear to God, totally true story. Never met Dave Rickards, never one time. Not working in the same building, never at an event anywhere in town. I've never met Dave Rickards. The only time I've ever even talked to Dave Rickards was when we were fired in 2012 and he wrote me a note saying, dude, this is such BS. They, they did you dirty, et cetera, et cetera. So Dave Shelley and Chainsaw um, are retiring and somebody did a news story. Oh, it was John Howard at Channel 8 did a news story about their retiring and how Chainsaw got his nickname because it was like a spoof on Hacksaw. And they had <laughs> Hacksaw in the radio station to do an interview. Oh, Yo, God. Lee, bro, uh, COVID's over. Get a haircut, okay? I mean, you guys have to see how shaggy the saw looks. So the saw was there. I saw. I caught up to the saw yesterday. <laughs> Does anybody know this name? Because I didn't know this name. Rana Zizi. Oh, wait mm -mm. a second. Rana Zizi. Wasn't he like a, was that Tommy? Ra you guys don't know that name? No. Yes. I don't. You did, who, who is that, Alex? I am trying to say the first name. I don't know. Because it just said the last name. Rana Zizi. I know who that is. is that if you tell me, if you show Tommy me your face. on or is he a little short guy? Yeah, man. All right. Here, I'm going to keep going with names. Coach Cantera, that is just wonderful. Obviously. Beautiful. That is just, that is marvelous that you guys are having a, a happy hour. That is just wonderful. <laughs> really, like, mechanically sound is wonderful. Marvelous. Um, Robertson is the next name on the list. Anybody know Robertson? Mm -mm. Me neither. I didn't know that name. Um, underneath my name is Jednak. You guys know Jednak? No. no you guys don't know How about Nathan? Anybody know the name last name Nathan? No. Okay. Uh, George Essig. This is a name I know. George Essig. Also no. You know George? No. You don't know George? Oh, George Essig is another. So. George is an early, early 1090 guy. But he's mm -hmm. been in media in San Diego forever. All right. Here comes a couple of last names for you. You ready? You guys are going to know these ones. Joseph Arthur Bulldog Tatino. What's up with Tatino, man? We did all this World Cup talk. We didn't get Tatino in the building not once. You know what, man? You're right. Where was that suggestion in the last month? Good idea. Well, you should have read this text a month ago. I just got it. My bad. Shout out to <laughs> Tatino, man. My B, y'all. still working for the Galaxy, yeah? Yeah, he's the voice of the LA Galaxy. Yeah, man, we didn't get that man on one time to talk about no World Cup. Unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. Unacceptable. Who right. books this show? Really? Nobody. God. Right. That's the answer. That's actually yeah. the answer. That's right why there. we that's why he didn't have them. Yeah, nobody. Uh here's more. Here's more. Uh, uh I'm invited. Uh wonderful. Mm -hmm. Great. Can't wait. Yeah. Uncle freaking Teddy. Worst Ted Lightner impression ever. Uh Uncle Teddy. Where is this at? Where this is this list. at again? No, um, where is this at? The place. You want to go, don't you? He texts me. No. He texts me. See, I didn't get a text. He texts no me text. on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I was in the middle of doing something. So I, I didn't reply, but you, you just popped this back in my head. And he put me on a text thread with, with the truth, Caruth, mm -hmm. and Jack Cronin. Oh, nice. So he must. And I don't reckon. I don't recognize the other number. Okay. Now, after Ted and after Tatino, the last name. Anybody know this name? Ernesto Martinez. Ernie Martinez. Yeah. I see Ernie. He doesn't see me, but I see him. Um, oh, he calls creepy. games. I know he calls games at the Miracle League, which my daughter is a volunteer mm -hmm. buddy up in Solana Beach. This is like the baseball field that was built years ago. 
for kids that have like all these mental and physical disabilities to play little league baseball. My daughter volunteers there and we, Billy Ray and I, in the early, early days, we helped them um, raise the money to build the field. So um, Ernie Martinez does the calls up there for these kids and these Shout kids, out. Just, they love it. Shout out to Ernie. So it's the 1090 quite, reunion. It's a, it, they are saying the survivors of 1090. This is um, this is a happy hour that they're planning on having. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there. They didn't get Jenny Rose in there? No, I didn't see Jenny Rose. Oh, unless no, no, I didn't see Jenny Rose. Seems like kind of a, a boys club, you know? It does. It does. Wow. What about Carolina? She not in there? Uh who else did I know? Uh 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 <laughs> Jamie Chain and in Chain ain't in there. Right. Shout out to Jamie. Right. Shout well, out to Elaine. Yeah. Shout out to all these. Maybe ladies. it's people that are still in radio. What That's about, why it's survivors. What about, or maybe it's just a bunch of old guys, really. What about Dana? She worked at the front desk forever. Love Dana. I know. Mm -hmm. So glad you're mentioning these ladies' names because you're right. I mean, this is just like one big old boys' club here. It's a bunch of uh, yeah, it's a sausage I mean, gonna, fest. I know we're all gonna look, <laughs> we're all gonna look around and go. You know what this party needs? What chicks? I mean, maybe like, it's any, at a any maybe kid. it's at a schnitzel house. <laughs> what do you do? I actually think that they had an idea of where they wanted to you do said it. Said sausage party, so yeah. what better place? I, I, I started this. Wiener Schnitzel, Der Wiener yeah. Schnitzel. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do it Maybe in a German a German beer hall. Some, right. some Schnitzel. All right. They didn't give out the location. Let's just give out the location. I know. They didn't put me on the text. No, I don't think they, they, don't they have it yet. I don't think they've made a decision yet. So. No. Okay. All right. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me let me hit this first break. Let me come back and let's get to this Carlos Correa story because everybody this kind of came. You talk about from out of left field. Let's talk about what what the Mets have done and what the Giants have just done Let's and, and how it applies to the Padres. Stick around. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew. We are coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I want to say shout out and great friends to all of our 1090 radio listeners throughout Southern California. I want to say what's going on to all of our people that are in our YouTube chat right now, all these chatlins getting involved in our YouTube chat. And by the way, shout out to Christian Hogan, who's in our YouTube every day. Alex Brown, I saw yesterday, but I was sending uh, Christian notes in the live chat saying, get ready because Landon Donovan is about to give you some massive amount of props. And, um, Christian then heard it because what Landon talked about yesterday was youth coaching and developing U.S. players to answer Browner's question about when will the U.S. soccer team actually be like really competitive. And so one of the things that Landon was talking about is youth coaching in America. And we, we brought up Christian Hogan, who coaches up in Vista. And Landon saw him one night on a soccer field and was so super impressed with the way he was coaching the kids. And so everybody yesterday was – sending out love and giving props to Christian in our YouTube chat. Did you guys catch any of that yesterday? The YouTube chat? No. Uh, yes. But specifically <laughs> the, the conversation related to Christian and how everybody was sending him love yesterday. I did not. I mean, I caught the interview portion because yeah. we were yeah. part of it. Yeah. I was there for that. You weren't in the YouTube chat, huh? No, sir. I was yesterday. driving around all over San Diego yesterday, but no, I, I didn't catch it yesterday, okay. unfortunately. I know. I heard a lot of it on the radio. I actually heard a lot of it on 1090 yesterday. I don't know if my new car has AM. I haven't I haven't gone that far yet. What? Tr trust me when I tell you. I'm sure it does. Trust me when I tell you. Your car has AM, okay? <laughs> it's it's not a Bentley. 
It's not a uh, it's not a brand new Tesla. It is a an Acura, and it's a beautiful, beautiful car. But a car like that comes with an AM radio, and I now want to uh, know. No, I don't know. I really want to know. know now. It does. All right, let me ask you. I really got to look for it. I'll tell you let that. Let me much. ask you because when I slide through the menu, yeah. and your connection is a little crappy yeah. right now, just mm-hmm. FYI. Um, when I slide through the menu, it's like Sirius, it's Apple Play, it's it's FM, it's other things. Ronner, I haven't seen AM. Oh boy. Like I think I really got to look for it. I'm not telling you, I'm pretty sure it has it. Like Scott said, it's an Acura, but I don't, Scott, you just came back. Yeah. As I scroll through the menu of mm-hmm. the things, it is not on the menu. Okay. Like I really on. have to look for hold it. Hold on. Listen, let me ask you a question. Is the car, is the car at your house right now? Yeah. Okay. You know how we said we were kind of limping towards the finish line. You said senioritis is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about if you take your phone, walk out to your car, yeah, I want to do that right now. Get in your car, Ooh. and we'll show you <laughs> where the AM. I, I I will be pissed if you bought a car that doesn't have an AM radio. I'm sure it does. I just haven't looked for it yet. Yeah, because you know, they, you, listen, the the shiny toy is 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 AirPlay. The shiny toy is serious. The shiny, you know, it's all in front of me right there. Bluetooth, mm-hmm. op, navigation. Those are the first. When you go to the home screen, those are the options. Mm-hmm. When I scroll, I see FM as an option. I didn't see AM anywhere. Okay, well, Settings. figure it out, please. Yes. And if you could, like, uh, you know, send a video. I will. All right. All right. Listen, uh, we're just getting rolling here on a uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. Yes, 1090 listeners, we're glad to be with you guys today. You're driving around like Alex was yesterday, like I've been doing. You're schlepping around. You're doing all your last-minute Christmas whatever. Okay, you're getting your stuff together. And, uh, and we're glad to have all the radio listeners. YouTubers, um, live chat, the chatlins, super stoked you guys are here today. Obviously, all of our podcast listeners on every platform there is. And I want to say what's going on to all of our Channel 4 San Diego television viewers. Quick story for you. Last night, it's about 8.30, 9 o'clock, you know, and I get a text message from Mike Hernandez. Anybody know who Mike Hernandez is? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's Mikey number one, who, uh, Browner, I thought he was going to make love to you on the streets of San Diego on, this man, past <laughs> You could tell your story without throwing that in. Don't do Well, that. I mean, he was like hugging all up on you, like wrapping his leg around, like, Browner, I love you, man. He's a nice guy. The Padres had just won a game. He was feeling the energy. And that's all it was. Don't all do right. that to Mikey. All right. Anyway, um, so Mike sends me a text last night. He goes, this Landon Donovan interview is unbelievable. And just as a side note, I've got a lot of feedback about the conversation we had yesterday with Landon. And people love him, you know, but it was such a great, timely interview. He's just back from the World Cup and he's got a lot of strong opinions about the U.S. soccer team and uh, coaching in the U.S., et cetera, et cetera. So I said to Mike, I go, Mikey, um, where are you where are you getting this interview from right now? I thought maybe he saw it on like Twitter or Instagram. Uh, maybe he was watching the YouTube show last night because I was watching the YouTube show while I was on a Peloton yesterday and I had TV on with the show on. It was great. So Mikey tells me though, last night, he's like, I'm watching on channel four and I'm, I'm like, I'll tell you guys, I, I realize not everybody has cable TV anymore. Not everybody has AM radios in their car. Not everybody picks up a newspaper, but channel four San Diego is still, if you've got cable TV, Cox or spectrum, and by the way, San Diego, Santa Barbara, orange County, LA Cox or spectrum. If you got, you turn on your TV, it goes to channel four. So we're getting a lot of viewers on TV at least based on the last two nights and two people telling me that they're seeing the TV show. Now all of a sudden it's millions of people. You well, know? it's always millions. Right. 
It's just nice when, you know, one of those millions says hello to us. Right, right. All right, so let me do this. Let me get to this Carlos Correa story because this is the story of the day. We are in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. You're looking for something fun to do this holiday season. 7 Mile Casino's got all the table games you love on one side of the casino. They got Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, which is Sammy's Wood Fire Pizza, on the other side of the casino. There is no smoking, and you're only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. You're not schlepping 45 minutes out. East County, where there's massive hotels and big pools and concert halls, and you just get lost in the casino. No, no, this is about playing blackjack and poker and table games, dude. So very nice, intimate, smoke-free, clean environment. You're going to love it. Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. You're a big winner there, baby. But any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER, okay? All right, so what do you guys think this morning? You wake up, and you're like, wait. What am I reading here? What? Carlos Correa? I thought he signed with the Giants, and now he's gone and signed with the Mets? What What the hell transpired here? I turned on, like, MLB Network. I was reading ESPN. I was trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Like, my first instinct was, did the Giants realize this is not the kind of expenditure they want for the next 12, 13 years? And maybe they're using some physical or, Hey, he didn't pass the physical. Oh, he, something's wrong. Like, were they using that as an excuse to get out of this deal? Like that was, my first instinct was they're unhappy that they, they didn't get judge. They wanted to make a splash. They signed Correa. They don't like the length. They don't like the money. How do we get out of this mess? Oh, he doesn't pass our physical. Like my first instinct was, are they trying to weasel their way out of a contract that they don't really want to have? What was what, what were you guys thinking? When I read that when I woke up, yeah. I fell off the toilet. Oh. Literally? Pretty much. I took a knee. S sounds messy. What time in the morning is this? This was about was I picked up my phone. It was about like maybe 8:30, I think it was. Damn. <laughs> Around 8 30. Because I don't trip, I, first trip. I try not to pick my phone up for about an hour and a half when I wake up. Oh my god. You, you pick first up your phone. Oh, that's, that's why, why we, text. That's why we can't get a hold of you. Yeah. Because I the phone brings a lot of negative energy into mm -hmm. you. If you don't, if you if you were paying attention to what you're intaking, a lot of it is mostly negative or stressful. And so I start my day with none of that to try to help me get off to a good start. And so as I'm reading this, because you guys know I, I anger easily. When no. as I'm as I'm reading it, <laughs> I <laughs> anger easily. I'm trying to protect myself from me. Help me help myself. I saw this. I went. They lied. They never had the money. They never had that money. Now they would have had to call some people to get it for Aaron Judge. I'm assuming, but for Carlos Correa, they never had that money. And once they he agreed to it, remember we had a funny conversation about the Padres offering somebody a contract just to do it, just to get their name out there. And what did you? What, what did the consensus come to? Well, they wouldn't do it. What if he actually accepted it? Now you see what it would look like. Oh, he failed our physical. Y'all didn't have the money. Just say y'all didn't have the money. We jumped. We jumped the gun. We wanted to keep our name out there. We wanted to tell our fans we're out here trying. People just ain't taking our money. And then somebody took our money, and we realized we didn't have this money. I just think they didn't have it. Okay. So my first instinct is they're trying to weasel their way out of a contract they don't really want. Your first instinct is they are they don't have the money, right? Alex, what what would you would you think, man? Buyer's remorse, buyer's remorse. I Reverse think that they were they were looking. Okay, 
So the reason I, I, they had the money is they were going to introduce him yesterday. They had a press conference schedule. Media members were there, you know. So I think that was that wasn't really the issue. But I, what it feels like is that they were regretting what they purchased and were looking for an out. How I feel. See, yeah. you could pass any physical. It's up to them because again, right. you could exactly. sign an injured guy. He clearly won't pass your physical. Because he's hurt. Well, that's that's the point. I think is that is that if you're the doctor, they're like, "Hey, doc, how's his knee? It's fine. Eh, you sure? Yeah, seems seems sound to me. Come on. Look at this we right here. Look at this. On, back. Look at this. Look at this circle. Look at Come this thing. Look at this thing. I circled on the X-ray. Look at this, doc. Yeah, I yeah, circled this. Yeah, doc. Um, we've changed our mind. So what we want you to do is tell us that his knee's all messed up. I, I'm just using it as an example. You know. Um, I don't know what it is about Carlos Correa. I mean, could this be 100% legit? I suppose. I don't believe that. But I feel like they made a decision like, oh, my God, are we really going to spend this amount of money on Carlos for Correa. this guy? Right. Are we really going to spend like, okay, guys, guys, before we sign the deal, before we go to the media, mm. we didn't get judged. Okay, we got it. Just because we didn't get judged, does that mean we have to spend $300 million? Does that mean we have to make a commitment to a guy long-term? Couldn't we Couldn't we say this? Look, the Mets have made a lot of moves. The Phillies have made moves. The Padres have made moves. The Dodgers haven't made moves. We don't. One guy is not going to lead us to a World Series. Correct. Maybe we should save this money and use it later for something better. And and so, so how are we going to get out of this? How what we we made a commitment. How are we going to get out of this? It fails the physical. Yeah. No go. And now the reports are saying that it was a uh, the flag was an injury before he even got to the majors. That hasn't really stop it. Rosen risen since then. <laughs> Wait a second. So, so an injury. So so this guy. However, how old is is Correa? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. So yeah. so call it call it eight years ago, nine years ago, ten years ago. Minor league player. Oh, he sprains his ankle. <laughs> Hasn't infected him all these years in the big leagues. But, you know, as we look into the history, ankles are very iffy. They, yeah, you don't know Come what's going to happen. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen with that ankle. A lot of fog up here. Right. And the agent's like, bro, you realize that he's never been hurt with that injury in eight years in the big leagues, 10 been years in the big leagues. All-star, League. World I know, Series but, champion. I know, but I'm worried about it. Sorry. Can't do the deal. Yeah, mm. he played 136 games last year, 148 in 2021 you know his last injury shortened season was 2019 but you gotta imagine that there's like some sort of um there's something everybody's looking around like what was that weird noise in the background what was that i don't know our one of our guests for later just joined it oh oh okay gotcha (laughs) yeah so when you look at the giants and this is like the other thing when you really start looking at the team they lost their best pitcher Mm-hmm. They got a, every one of their players that were established, Evan Longoria, Brandon Crawford, like those guys are another year older. They won 81 games last year. And bringing in Carlos Correa is not making you a playoff team next year. Correct. And I don't, and I think they struck out everywhere else so far that they're like, okay, we're going to have this guy for 13 years mm. at $350 million. And we might be approaching a rebuild right now. Mm-hmm. Like they might like I'm not saying they are, but if you look at that roster, that's not a playoff roster in the in, in the National League anymore. 
They're not going to beat the Padres. They're not going to beat the Dodgers. And the chances are they're not going to be any of the NLEs teams that are now all throwing money around like it's free. So yeah. they might be approaching a serious rebuild in San Francisco. And, and by they the way, were just like, hey, let's if there's room to get out of this, we can the, get out of this. The circumstances are the same today mm. as they were yesterday. In other words, even if Carlos Correa did sign with the Giants and it was announced and they had a press conference, the Giants with Carlos Correa are still not better than the Dodgers, the Padres, the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets. They're just, they're not. And so I would think that if you were the Giants ownership, just as you're getting ready to ink this thing, you're saying, dude, what are we, are we're spending this money because we didn't get Aaron judge. We're not doing it, it because we, we think he's, helping us get better over the next 10, 12 years. Or he's as good as Aaron Judge. Right. We, we're doing this because we're trying to make a splash with our fans. And guess what? Aaron Judge, you pay him, and he makes a splash with the fans. Um, Carlos Correa not only doesn't really help us the same way, but it's kind of a turnoff. I don't know how big of a, of a name – Carlos Correa is in San Francisco to be like, oh, dude, we got Carlos Correa. Like, right. we're going to bring in millions of dollars in in jersey sales, and he's going to bring Revenue. all these people to the seats. He's going to do all. You know, there's only a certain number of guys in baseball that do that. Aaron Judge happens to be one of those dudes because the year he had last year, Otani mm -hmm. being one of those dudes before mm -hmm. he crashed your motorcycle, Tatis being one of those dudes. Mm -hmm. Like, so Correa is not that guy. So if you are going to spend that kind of money, I don't think he pays himself off. Aaron Judge might pay his his way his own way out Correct. of that contract. But you know what? When when the Giants and Correa, when this deal falls apart and the Mets come swooping in to take him, see, the Mets, A, have the money, and they have an owner who is, and I'm going to say this with actual love, not with mean-spiritedness, they have an owner who's crazy enough to say, I'll do whatever it takes, I'll spend whatever it takes, to win a World Series. That, that yeah. I bought the team, not to break even. Mm -hmm. I bought the team to, to win, win a World Series. Yeah. Correct. And, and so when you look at Correa on the Mets, he's a piece in the puzzle. Mm -hmm. When you look at Correa on the Giants, he's like a guy that has to be the centerpiece and has to put the whole team on his back, and he ain't that guy. Now, if you're going to look at this from a – if you step back from this, from speaking looking long-term, you're looking long-term as, oh, they saved the money by not doing it. I'm looking at this from a, if I'm a free agent, do I want to even get involved with that? Because now Scott Boris, as his agent, I want to see how many Scott Boris clients from here on out go there as long as this guy is the general manager. Go like, where? To the Giants. Because this is bad business. To me, this is bad for business. More than anything, it's bad for business. You're pulling out of a contract with a quote-unquote injury, that's not an issue. So how does this look to other players on, on its face? Like, yeah. okay, I'm at I'm the press conference is tomorrow. My family's here. I've flown all these people in. I'm I got my suit picked out. I'm ready to sit and answer questions and be welcomed into this organization, welcomed in this in this community. I'm gonna be here for a decade. About that. Eh, no, you're not. So yeah. Like, yeah, more good yeah. news for the Padres. I mean, just to bring it back home. Oh, like, yeah. This is great. Yeah. It's great. It's I mean, this is perfect. Are, are the Mets the 
best team in baseball after spending $800 million as free agency. By the way, can you put this up on the screen, Alex, the, the spending big slide? This is uh, for everybody who's watching. Big spenders over here. Yeah, YouTube and TV. Just just go ahead, Alex, as you were saying, but keep this up on the screen so everybody can read this. Th these are the signings, Correa and Verlander yeah. and, you know, just everybody that they've spent money on, $315 million over here, $86 million over there, $75, $162 million. I mean, they have spent, what, what is the grand total? It's almost a billion dollars. It's about eight, a little over $800 million yeah. on Correa. The signing here is going to be Jose Quintana. Yeah. Say, say it one more time, dude. Jose Quintana is going to be the sneaky signing out of all these people. He's a very good pitcher. Okay. And if he's okay. not your number one, hmm. you think the there's a Brown? Padres would have got. Do you think there's a John Brown or New York arguing that that you know what? Who should play shortstop and who should play? Who should move between him listen, and Lindor? Listen, think someone's listen, arguing that right now. Or you think what? they care? You think anybody listen. in New York cares that they just I, got Correa and now there's a shortstop battle? There's no shortstop battle. I can't wait. They put him in front of the press. Because the New York media is going to ask him, where are you going? Where are you planning on playing? A shortstop? Uh, third base. Third I'm base. Third because base. guess what? Because my my Puerto Rican teammate right here, he's the shortstop. But we grew up together. We know each other. We've played together. I'll play third. Yeah. What, no, you, what, we you, just, you think he's going to show up and want to compete for short, Browner? Because is, is, he's a competitor? You don't the, think they had the conversation? Dude, we're going to sign you. But you got to move to third because we got your boy here at short. That's why he's going there. They, they ain't asked nobody nothing. This happened last night. They ain't had no conversations with nobody. They they found out he was free and they signed him. No, they ain't look. Right. They ain't called uh 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 the shortstop and go, hey, I know you better than him, but we finna get this guy. We finna pay him a lot of money. So oh, we finna get your boy. Uh, and by the way, uh, he's hey, like Lindor got more money than him. So I'm I'm on the phone with him right now. I know we're a signing. lot of money, not more money. Not more money. Again, Tatis, because this is what y'all are trying to get back to. Tatis is better than Xander Bogarts. He better. He better. So your better than Correa. Yeah. Yes, he is. But Kim is I'm, Kim is better than than Tatis. What you doing, man? Come on, yeah. man. What you come on, man? Come on, man. What you doing? Come on, man. What you doing? What you trying to accomplish? Come on, man. What you? Why are you trying to be like this? What you trying to accomplish? All right, hold on one second. Hold on. More more on this Correa thing. What What's amazing about this Correa signing? is it's it's the Mets. That's what's incredible. And when you see what their taxes on this payroll versus payrolls of other teams, we'll get to that story coming up. We are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, December 21st, and we're getting our way to the finish line. Tomorrow's our last broadcast of the year. So stick around, everybody. This is Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. It is Wednesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, guys, we've been talking um, through Monday, Tuesday about the most ridiculous finish to the NFL game. I mean, to the, to a NFL game this season, the way the Raiders beat the Patriots. And what's kind of amazing about that play is that now on Christmas Eve this year, the Steelers will play the Raiders. And that matchup of those two franchises has produced some of the all-time, you know, historic plays in NFL history, uh, including the Immaculate Reception with Franco Harris, who, by the way, you know, 72 years old, like dropped dead. Um, I have a friend of mine in Pittsburgh who talks to Franco Harris, I'm not exaggerating, every single day. I called him. I go, what happened? 
He was, dude, we're, we're not really sure, but we assume a heart attack. Crazy. The Raiders will play the Steelers on Christmas Eve. It's the immaculate reception, like, uh, you know, anniversary kind of game, sort or at least matchup. And Franco Harris found dead today. Sad. Very sad. Um, here to discuss his Raiders in Las Vegas, returning to the airwaves of Southern California, JT the Brick. What's up, Brick? My guys, I hope you have a great Hanukkah. Uh, Merry Christmas to all those celebrating and a happy new year in advance. And Cap, I heard what you said about Franco Harris. I got a call this morning from Phil Villapiano, who's on the field for the Raiders, the legendary linebacker who was one of his best friends en route from Palm Springs through Chicago to go to Franco's ceremony. He's going to be one of only two Raiders who are on the field in attendance to be, there was a banquet Friday night for this. Forget about Scheduled the game. for this Friday night. Yeah, yeah. There's a banquet. They're retiring his number, retiring his number. And you've done many of those on the sidelines when you're covering games. So you can imagine his kids and family and everybody who's going to be there. And, and you question, how is his number not retired, right? How, how is that even possible? And that's going to happen this weekend. And both teams, it's an elimination game. Whoever loses is out. And both of these teams are trying are going on a nice run over the last month here. But, wow, what a legend, what a humble man. Uh, thrilled that I got to meet him multiple times at the Hall of Fame and in Oakland. And Franco was one of the all-time great football players to ever live. And I can tell you this, like many will say, a better man off the field. A complete, humble, iconic legend. Yeah, um, this is... Uh... December 23rd, 1972, trailing on fourth down with 22 seconds left in the game. Terry Bradshaw throws a pass to Johnny Fuqua, and the ball hits off somebody's helmet, or so we all think. And um, it goes into the hand. Franco Harris is still hustling down the field, and he gets the ball like just, you know, inches from the ground and takes off for what is the game winning touchdown. And there was always controversy about this play because back then in the early 70s, we didn't have the technolo technological sort of cameras and they weren't all over the stadium. And this was all shot back in the day on literal film, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so there was, there, there was never really the right angle to know for sure whether or not the ball should have been caught slash advanced, but it's one of the all time historic plays in the history of the NFL. It's, it's so hard to believe because I haven't followed this as much until Franco Harris died today that this was the weekend, put these two teams together, same time of year, uh, how many years? 50 years after the fact. Years. Yeah, and Frank, the week that he's going to have this crazy ceremony, get his number retired, 50-year anniversary. Dude freaking dies today? Yeah, Captain, let me tell you this. Let me get a plug in here because you guys are such great football fans. We've been talking football forever. The Raiders have this department in Vegas now, and it's called the Raiders Life, and it has an unlimited budget. It's the NFL films of the Raiders, and they have it bigger than any team could ever imagine. So Mark Davis put everything, hired six or seven people on the staff, and they're chronicling the history of the Raiders. And they put together a documentary that debuted and aired last night on YouTube. Oh. So if you go to YouTube, mm -hmm. the Raiders channel, it's the Immaculate Reception 50 years later. Brand new footage. They got the permission of the Steelers. So the brand new interviews with Terry Bradshaw, Franco, Frenchie Fuqua, plus all the Raiders. And what they did was they took the living survivors of that game from the Raiders, seven of them, 
because I have the list. There were 20 Hall of Famers that played in that game, including owner Al Davis, Dan Rooney, and Art Rooney, who were involved with that, Ron Wolf. Anyway, the Raiders brought in a physicist and put him in the studio with the surviving Raiders and went over mass times volume and put it all together on did it hit Fuqua's hand first when Jack Tatum hit the hand or did it hit Jack's shoulder pad and the Raiders unearthed new video on all of this in their archives because the Steelers original 22 film doesn't exist anymore and they put this documentary together all of your listeners and viewers watched this it debuted last night So after it debuted, the Raiders asked me to produce a podcast, and we brought in George Atkinson, who was on the field. He was one of the 11 defenders, and we did 20 minutes. And afterwards, I looked at George, and he said, well, you know, Franco's going to deserve a great tribute. That's the last thing I said to George as I walked out of the building. So this is shocking. It's mind-blowing. It connects the Raiders and the Steelers, like you said, and the celebration of 50 years is Saturday night, Christmas Eve, the late game and what's going to be a big moment for the Steelers. What a tough spot for the Raiders to go in and play that game, considering the backdrop of the death of Franco, huh? Man, this, yeah. is, a, this is amazing. Franco I can't Harris. show it here, but this footage looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really good. Yeah, it looks really cool. And the Raiders, this wasn't something that they took a little NFL films and they took a little NBC. They did this on their own. And I'm, a, I'm passionate about this topic. So one more quick story, if I have time. Yeah, go for about it. About four or five years ago, Franco came to Oakland when John Gruden came back to take over the Raiders as a head coach. Phil Villapiano calls me and says, hey, we're going to induct Franco Harris into the Black Hole Fans Hall of Fame. They brought Franco to the parking lot to the notorious black hole. There was a thousand people there. Franco put on a black hole hat. They gave him a plaque. He, he interacted with all the fans. So then it was my job to take him cap on the field because I was going to take him from the parking lot to the field. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking through the Oakland Coliseum outside to get him through the tunnel where there's obviously security. All of a sudden, Villapiano looks at me and he goes, uh, you got passes? I go, Phil. You set this up. You have the passes, right? No, I had to go in front of security, put my life on the line and say, this is Franco (laughs) Harris and his wife. And they're like, oh, come on in. What are you talking about? And we take Franco on the field, took pictures with him. He went to the 50-yard line. So it was great. Again, just a humble man. So many people have stories. Cap, you have a connection to Pittsburgh from playing and all that and your friends being there. Sad day and a good day to celebrate his life. Let's celebrate Franco Harris. I just want to recap this for everybody who's tuning in. who's not like completely up to speed on this story. Just think about this. This Saturday night, Christmas Eve, the Steelers and the Raiders play on essentially the 50 year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Obviously the schedule makers knew the history. Absolutely. They put these two teams together. This happened on December 23rd, 1972. The two teams are going to match up on December 24th, 2022, 50 years after the fact. Franco Harris is scheduled to have his jersey, his number 32, retired. And there's a monster weekend and ceremony planned around this rivalry. And freaking Franco Harris, God love him. I know he's got a lot of connections to San Diego, believe it or not, as well. Franco Harris dies. In a sleep overnight, and no one knows the cause of it. And again, not that it matters, but 72 years old, And one more thing to bring up, again, he was a rookie when he made that catch, a rookie. He went on to win four Super Bowls, one of the greatest of all time. And we think of 
LaDainian Tomlinson, who we talk about, and Emmett doesn't have four Super Bowls, and Marcus Allen, who I spent last weekend with, doesn't have four. He's in that four Super Bowl running back category. The four Super Bowl quarterback category is obviously Bradshaw and Brady and Montana, but Franco is in rare air, and I think the sports world is going to stop and understand it. And especially I got a 21 and 19 year old who didn't know much about him, but they watched yeah. the documentary with me last night. And I, I, I ask all your young listeners and, and viewers to go YouTube Franco, look at his career and see how big and strong and Franco's Italian army and the fan base that he had in Pittsburgh, really a special guy. Yeah. And you know, one last part of all this is, you know, you mentioned that it's surprising that his number wasn't retired by the Steelers previous to this. Um, I don't really know the inside workings of why that would be. But if you remember, Franco Harris um, was cut by the Steelers, um, you know, after those four Super Bowls. You know, he'd already won those four Super Bowls and he was he was part of Pittsburgh lore by that time. Um, he was part of those teams, you know, of, of Bradshaw and Swan and Stallworth and Mean Joe Green and Jack Ham and Lambert. And I mean, the list goes on and on of you said Hall of Famers in those games. Um Franco Harris got cut by the Steelers when they asked Chuck Knoll about Franco Harris. His, his answer was Franco who, and he wound up finishing his career, not in the best way, really with Seattle. Yeah. Back in the day. That's it. Hey, if you don't mind, here's the, this game coming up the 50th Mm -hmm. anniversary. Here's the 20 hall of famers who played in this game. I think it's the most Hall of Famers ever to play in a game still the record or contributors. George Blanda, Willie Brown, Fred Bolitnikoff, Bob Brown, Al Davis, the owner, Jim Otto, John Madden, Art Shell, Ken Stabler, Gene Upshaw, Ron Wolf. For the Steelers. The Raider guys. For the Steelers. Mel Blunt, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Green, Jack Ham, Franco Harris, Chuck Knoll, Bill Nunn, Art Rooney, Dan Rooney. Those are the 20 Hall of Famers a part of that game. I believe it's the most Hall of Famers and contributors ever involved in a game in the history of the NFL. And that's 50 years ago, guys. That's 50 years ago. That's not 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It takes that long to build up that many Hall of Famers. So this is some pretty historic stuff, this immaculate reception. This is no joke because, you know, you brought me in with the Raider plan. I'd like to show you my story with that. The Raider play that just happened this last weekend was – Beyond, beyond fascinating because Bill Belichick did not coach up a lateral. Bill Belichick didn't throw (laughs) it because it was too far to throw a Hail Mary. So they ran the ball twice. They ran the ball on the play before. But on the play that will go down forever, they broke a big run. And once the run got past 20, 25 yards, the players all clicked in that they were close enough and there was no time to score. And then Myers throws the ball back and Chandler Jones picks it off and runs it into the end zone. I'm sitting at my set inside the stadium watching the game live, ready to do the post-game show. They throw it to me right after the game ends when they sign off. I'm ready for overtime. Another 10 minutes of football and that happens. We have never seen anything like that. We will never in our lives ever, ever see anything like that again. (laughs) It was that historic and the most historic last season game ever played Chargers Raiders last year, week 17, last game of the year, which was the greatest end of the season game in NFL history. 
with the Steelers involved with it, Chargers and the Raiders. Raiders eliminated the Chargers, and the Steelers benefited from that, and that chaos went down. So a lot of weird stuff happening here over the last year, year and a half, involving the Steelers and the Raiders. As you, were, as you were, just, Brown, let me just let everybody know who's listening on radio, because if I were driving around right now, I'd be so jealous that you would be having this conversation with somebody other than us, because I'm so so tuned in to all the history you're talking here today, JT. Uh, JT the Brick is here from the Raiders Radio Network, and you know he's on the radio in Vegas. He's on Mad Dog Sports Radio uh, every night, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night on uh, on Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius. And uh, JT the Brick talking about the Raiders, what happened last week, what's going to happen this week, and then Frank O'Hara's dying in the middle of all of this kind of NFL celebration. Browner, excuse me. You've witnessed so much football. You've seen so much of the history of the game. You've seen great plays. You've seen terrible plays. Where does when you're watching this develop? At any point, did you go, "Oh my God, what are they doing?" Yeah, I, Rounder. When that play happened, no one thought. Everybody knew. Remember, it's tied up. So if the Patriots are down one, three, or six, whatever it is, you you expect the lateral. It's tied. So there's going to be no lateral because the game is tied. There's no way. And the Raiders lined up. Most people didn't see this. They lined up Matt Collins, their receiver, on the goal line. So this is like at the 30 on the other side of the 50. So they had Matt Collins back there. There was no chance in hell anyone was going to score on the play. You throw the Hail Mary for one reason, the flag. And as you all know, you usually don't get a flag on a Hail Mary. Why? It's a chaotic play. The ref swallowed the whistle. So – Matt Patricia should have been fired. That's the story no one's talking about. <laughs> because Patricia, no one coached this up. No one told their players, hey, man, if you break through, throw a lateral. But Patricia is the offensive coordinator because Josh McDaniels left to take the Raider head coaching job. And Belichick was so smug and overconfident that he said, oh, we don't need an offensive coordinator. We'll let Joe Judge fired from the Giants and Matt Patricia fired from the Lions. We'll let them split the duties in the preseason. They give Patricia the offensive coordinator role, and this happened on his dime. And I can guarantee it's going to keep the Patriots out of the playoffs because the Patriots have to win out three in a row to get to 10 wins. This would have given them their eighth win coming off Monday Night Football, beating Arizona. This is the game. That should cost people their job. I don't think they're going to cut Jacoby Myers, a good player. He made a dumb mistake. But it was amazing. I'll never see anything like it again. Long story short, and for everybody who didn't leave, because that was another cool topic, people left because Raider fans were down a touchdown and scored with 30 seconds left. Some were heading to the exits, and even some Patriot fans after the Raiders with only 30 seconds to go at their own 25 were trying to beat the traffic to get out of there. So those who stayed in the building saw a play that will never happen again and another great moment in Raider history. A play that probably shouldn't have happened because I don't still don't think that was a touchdown by Keelan Cole. Yeah, that's a good thing, Alex, to talk about because – I agree with you. It was close. He was wearing a white cleat with the obviously <laughs> the, the black outline. Yeah. The, that. And that was, I saw one angle that showed it a little bit before the line, uh-huh. another angle from above that looked like it was on it, but it was the pure definition of inconclusive. Now, if they didn't call touchdown when it originally happened and they said he was out of bounds and it never would have been overturned to a touchdown, but you nailed it. The fact that they called touchdown mm-hmm. and even the Patriot fans that I was yelling at on uh, Sirius XM on this topic, I said, look, it was that close. They took over five minutes 
to replay it, and it was inconclusive. So you might have thought maybe by a centimeter or a millimeter he was out of bounds. That's the pure definition of inconclusive. That's why they didn't overturn it. JT, the brick is here on a Wednesday afternoon. We're still talking about how the Patriots and the Raiders game ended this past Sunday. But by Wednesday, you're starting to look ahead to Saturday night, Christmas Eve, the Steelers hosting the Raiders. And again, for those of you that are just jumping in on radio, this crazy-ass story about how it's the 50-year anniversary of the Immaculate Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris is going to be honored and have his jersey retired, et cetera, et cetera. And Franco Harris drops dead of a heart. Well, Franco Harris drops dead. Mm -hmm. I don't know exact causes yet. In the middle of the night. I mean, the, the craziness of 50 years later, almost to the exact day, December 23rd, December 24th, to have this uh, this story happening right now, crazy. Really yeah, crazy. it is. And it's a shame because, you know, these the legends of our youth are all passing away. You know, I'm in my mid-50s, and if you look around at people in their 40s or 50s or 60s, you know, you just see the abundance of our legends who are passing away in any sport. And you sit there and you think of Franco Harris and Franco Harris, even if you weren't a Steeler fan, everybody knew the impact he had in the Hall of Famers. And I've been lucky. I was going to tell Browner, too, for all the football I've been lucky to see in my 24 years with the Raiders, 26 on radio. The coolest stuff I've ever seen is in Canton at the Hall of Fame. The access I've been lucky to have, you know, if it's Cliff Branch, Ken Stabler, if I'm there for George Allen, when I went with his son, Bruce Allen. And to see those guys in their gold jackets at the banquets or behind the scenes or when they come to a party. And how about this for a story? Ken Stabler passed away and they made him wait too long. So he wasn't at his Hall of Fame induction. And he was known as a great partier. Everybody knows Stabler was arguably the greatest partier, drinker, rustler, <laughs> ladies man in NFL history. And I'm, I'm the MC at this party and the Hall of Famers are coming in. That's the that's the tradition at the Hall of Fame. Jim Kelly, whoever, you have to leave your party, leave your own party, and go to every other party and just make an appearance. Could be five, ten minutes, and then you go back to your party. So it's about 1.30 in the morning at the Raider party, and they're playing Leonard Skinner, and everybody's drinking whiskey, and the Steelers walk in. I mean, hair on my arm up, and it's Franco. And it's Mel Blunt with a cowboy hat, Mean Joe Green, Lynn Swan. They all walk into this tent and this party. And I get on the mic and I go, ladies and gentlemen, the Steelers are here. You got the Raider Hall of Famers and them talking. And Snake's not there because he's dead. And they waited too long to enshrine him. That's a memory I'll take with me the rest of my life. Dude, goosebumps. Literally goosebumps. Cool. Amazing. Amazing. Hey, JT, um, we're hustling. I know you got to get going as well. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and the family. You too. Happy holidays. Uh, thank you. You said Happy New Year in advance. 100%. Same to you. Dude, love having you on. Love being on your show with you. I, I always appreciate that invitation. And um, let's, uh, let's look forward to what is going to be a great 2023. One last comment. The biggest download in the history of your show of all time and tell Corky's and everyone sided to get ready is when I'm right about Tatis. I got, I got a radio sta- I got a radio station in that town that's got about 100 listeners, maybe 130 on a good day trolling me every day. I, I was the I was the guy that broke the Soto story. Me. I had Soto from my source coming to the Padres and I put in the tweet, and I'll give you the exact one that Tatis will be on the move. Never said he was going to the Nationals. Of course, how would I say that? I didn't know he wasn't going. 
I knew for a fact the Padres were trying to trade him that day. I know for a fact the Padres were close with a couple of other teams. I'm here to tell you Tatis will not play for the Padres again. It'll be a miracle, especially with the suspension. And they're shopping him as we speak. And when that happens, I'm get, I'm buying a horse or renting one from Cap. I'm getting on a white horse. I'm taking it down the 805 and the 5. I'm going to go to that radio station. I'm going to put it out of business. I'm going to take it over, and, and I'm going to host for 24 hours. So when that happens, you save this bit, and we're going to come back, and I'll leave you on that note because there's something brewing. JT the Brick, uh, Gosh, I can't let you leave with that. Hold on. We're in the Seven Mile Casino studio, sevenmilecasino.com. I I need to just jump in on that for one second. Great friends, we're in the Seven Mile Casino studios here on Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're just saying goodbye to JT the Brick, who's been on the air with us for 20 minutes, talking about the Immaculate Reception, Franco Harris, Raiders versus Steelers, Raiders last week and this crazy loss to New England. We're having this whole conversation. And in the last minute, JT says, hold on, before we go, I got to say something. JT, can you reset that? Because I know Browner's going to want to say something. Alex, I couldn't let you go without us responding. Go for it. I have a source in Washington, D.C. at a major, major, major global apparel company that told me before anybody that Soto was going to the Padres and the Padres were trying to move Tatis. So I tweeted it out. That Soto's coming. I had it before anybody. John Heyman, Buster Olney, I had that. But I included in the tweet, which I probably shouldn't at the time, that Tatis would be gone. Never said he was going to the Nationals. Never said it was going to be a swap. But they were shopping Tatis. That is 100% true. I had that. And I'm telling you again, they've been shopping Tatis nonstop from that day to move him from the Padres, and especially with Bogart, with, with everybody they have now in the salaries, they can't afford all four of them. They can't. So they've always tried to move Tatis. Then we find out about the suspension, the rumors to the Yankees, the rumors to the other team. And I know he has a no-trade clause. And I'm telling you, like, when the Yankees got uh, Giancarlo Stanton in Miami, paid a chunk of it, and the Yankees didn't pay the full thing, the Padres have been shopping Tatis, period, There is a no-trade clause. The Padres would love to be out of the Tatis business. They're working hard from day one to do it because my source was right about Soto, and he's been right on top of Tatis the whole time. It's just been hard to move him because of the no-trade clause and the stupidity of that contract, overpaying him that much for a knucklehead who's been in trouble, cheated on the game with performance-enhancing drugs. So that's it. And when that story drops and when that bomb drops – I'm coming into that town, and you guys are buying me drinks at the track, and I'm going to celebrate, and I am going to do a victory lap around the trolls in that city who think I'm out of my mind. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. So tell me this. Give me – I don't need the exact month. Give me a window, because if this happens five years from now, obviously that's – No, 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 no. I would would be – Brownie, you're right. There's – I could be wrong on this. You know, mm-hmm. That's why Twitter was invented, to be right and wrong. Right. See, <laughs> See, I'm, not a, wrong I'm, not, now. I'm not a baseball insider. I'm just telling you the source that I had was the source that I'm leaning on had Soto to me first, and Soto was done. When no one in San Diego heard a peep about Soto going, I dropped that bomb that he was going because the apparel company that deals with him had him in-house. It was done. They were printing the jerseys. They knew it was coming. So I was privy to that, and that same source said – they are close. They're trying to move Tatis. So what I should have said is Soto's out, said nothing on Tatis, put out a separate tweet that said 
Tatis will be on the move after this one because it confused some people that I was saying Soto straight up for Tatis. If it was, I would have said in the tweet, Soto straight up for Tatis. That wasn't the case. So all I'm telling you is, even if you love Tatis, he should be gone. They are trying to move him. They've been trying to move him nonstop. Anybody who doesn't understand that is an idiot. Anybody who doesn't think the Padres want to get out of the Tatis deal knows nothing about baseball. They don't want him. They don't want him since he's been in trouble. They don't want to rebuild his brand as a cheater with PEDs. They're dying to get out of the Tatis business. They just need a dance partner, and I think they have a few who are kicking the tires on the price and the no-trade clause. That's it. Talking to you, Browner. I'm, I'm, I'm the upper left corner. You're pointing directly. No, no. no. No, I shouldn't be pointing. I'm talking, no, I'm talking to me. Scott. Scott. I'm just saying this is the way I see it, Brown. Right now, well, I Brown, see Brown, let you. me throw it back to you and Alex. <laughs> Give it to me. You, hold on. Let me throw this back to you. You think Tatis is going to be a Padre for life? Yes. You I do? Think, okay. I think, this is going okay. To be a, I think this is going to be a situation where he was young, and they're going to use this as a teaching lesson, and he's going to rehabilitate his image like all people who have fallen situations have. No one talks about the, the legacy that Kobe Bryant had after his falter in Colorado. Like, there are a lot of athletes who have done things and had the opportunity to rebuild their image with the team in which they had the mistake made. I think this is going to be no different. I think they're going to give him an opportunity to prove himself because, again, if healthy, he's still the best player on that team, and you're going to give that away because he's a problem? Yes. There are a lot of guys who are problems. Yes, they, not, not, not this type of problem. I think the Padres have now vetted him. They've seen him. They know his numbers were inflated probably, too, with the with the performance enhancers like everybody else. But I think that's why they're going to let him come back, because they need to see if that's true. I respect your opinion, man. I'm just telling you I think you're wrong. I, I know. Well, that's fair. I know you're wrong. <laughs> I, I know you're wrong. The reason I know you're wrong on this is because the source I had who told me about Soto first has been telling me that they've been shopping Tatis nonstop. Well, JT, so, you're not going to move him. This is the same guy that thinks that Tatis is still going to play shortstop somehow. Yep. Well, look, anything can happen. If he stays again, I'm not going to die on this hill. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a judge guy. I'll die for judge. Right? I'll do it for that. I won't do it for Tatis. All I'm just saying here is – you know, I put this out. I put this tweet out in the hate tweets that I got, literally like death threats. I respect over this. that. I'm sitting yeah. there. I'm going, really? I over a tweet that. about a potential trade? And uh, especially people that have no background in the business or have a tiny, tiny audience, less they're than one of my with, great They're podcasts. tweeting with their heart. They're tweeting no, with their heart, not with their is, mind. Which is okay. So, again, you know, I don't want this to blow up. Breaking news, it's the end of the world. You know, just save this. Put this in the little <laughs> Kaplan file. You know, Kaplan's got all these files of all the histories of great moments here with the podcast. And just put this one away for a little bit. And when mm-hmm. Tatis ends up somewhere else and Soto comes back and plays, you put the tweet back up again and go, wow. How about our guy, JT? Maybe he did know something. I don't think it's unreasonable. I mean, listen, when they were looking at Xander Bogarts, when they were looking at Trey Turner, I was thinking to myself, well, why are they looking at a shortstop? Maybe they do want to move Tatis because they can't possibly afford to have Manny and Soto and Tatis and Bogart. I mean, I just don't think it's that unreasonable. But what I love about the the, the notion of the story is, is that JT put it out. He gets a lot of hate from Padre fans. There is a radio show in town that he's saying that wants a piece of him. And now JT's going to come back for them when he... When he's proven right, I like that. I I like stirring the stuff. You see, you see what I'm saying? 
I don't like stirring the stuff, by the way. I don't. You know, I, that's one of the things about me. I could have had 2 million Twitter followers if I was a race baiter back in the day or used COVID in politics or one of these a-holes that just went on Twitter every day. I just told you what I knew. I had Soto coming to the Padres. My guy said, hey, they're shopping, they're shopping Tatis hard to get out of there. I think a lot of people, you guys know this, and Brown, especially you, just put Tatis Jr. into a Twitter search today. He got Crazy. on a plane to go to the, to the Bronx. He's on a plane to go there. He's spotted here. I mean, there are people in San Diego that realize they're shopping him. I mean, there are people that are realizing that they'd like to move him. Now, you're someone who doesn't think that's the case, and I respect your opinion on this. So, again, the Padres are a small market team. They can't afford all of these players. The Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Giants, and the Dodgers can. I think it's great. I couldn't believe when the Padres were in the market for Bryce Harper. And it made all sense because how great would that a contract been if you look at it now? So they're in the market for Bogarts, Bryce Harper. They have Tatis. They get all those pitchers. They got all these players that they're resigning. They got to move one of them. The only thing I would put, and they're going to try to move the guy who's the knucklehead that the fans in the fans in San Diego. This would be a good poll on your website. How many Padre fans want Tatis back? The I just push back on the small down. market thing. I just push back on the small market thing. The rest of it, you, I, it's okay. You know, everybody's got an opinion. I push back on the small market part. No, no, that's fair too. I mean, I love you know you guys know I love San Diego. I lived there for eight years. You're a smaller market compared to LA, yeah, well, yes, of Chicago, course. Yes, and the Bronx with the Yankees. But again, if Tatis ends up staying there, he rehabilitates himself. He brings the Padres a World Series more power to him. I just have a guy who says they've been they've been they're shopping him constantly. They can't wait to get out of that deal, and they need a dance partner. And they've had a couple of close ones. I just think it's a matter of how much the Padres want to pay on that contract and what's left because the team that takes Tatis is not going to pay that full contract. Okay. The team that takes Tatis, of course, Tatis is going to have to agree to the no trade. And why wouldn't he agree to the no trade? Don't tell me he's like, I you know, this is not a guy who grew up as a little kid saying I wanted to be a Padre for life. This is a guy. If you drop him in the nation's capital, you drop him with the Mets, you drop him with the Dodgers or anywhere else, he'd go in a minute. So he'd waive that no trade clause. The question is how much money, Will the Padres pay along with that contract? If the Dodgers or the Yankees or the Mets said, we'll take on $250 million of it, you pick up the other 50 or whatever the number it is, that's how I think this deal will happen. And if it doesn't happen, keep beating me up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> JT the Brick. JT, Happy New Year, brother. Thank you, you so too, guys. much. Always a pleasure. Covered a lot of stories with you today. Appreciate you, oh, man. You got a lot of content. Just put it out gingerly, please. JT <laughs> 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 the Brick stopping by, everybody. Right, good conversation there with JT the Brick. I'm sure that's going to stir a lot up. Hey, real quick, before we uh, keep moving on here, um, I want to just talk to everybody very briefly about Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. There are 12 dealerships representing nine brands. But the thing is, is that if those nine brands aren't for you, I mean, we're Acura, Audi, BMW, Honda, Lexus, Mini, Mazda, Mercedes, and Toyota. If those aren't your brands, that's okay. Go to PenskeSanDiego.com anyway, because they take in a lot of used and certified pre-owned. And so there's everything you're looking for and it will expedite the process of buying or leasing. I promise you that right now. Penske, P-E-N-S-K-E, Penske, SanDiego.com. All right. So Grande Brown, man, uh, I know JT just dropped a lot on us and I'm sure everybody has a lot of strong opinions about that, but I see standing by right now is coach John Olive, who is the basketball coach at Torrey Pines high school. And you may be thinking, well, why is coach on? Well, every year coach comes by to tell us about his big national high school basketball tournament 
that comes to San Diego during the holiday season. Here's a guy who played his college basketball at Villanova, played in the NBA, played for the San Diego Clippers back in the day, and runs a really great high school basketball program and tournament. Coach Olive, good afternoon. Welcome back. Scott, how are you? Good to see you. Doing great. Um, Coach, if you could, um, because I know this is a fun time of year when the kids are out of school and you bring this big tournament in. And Browner, you'll love this because I'm telling you, all the biggest games in high school basketball who are all going to be the next great generation of college players are all coming to town. Coach, can you can you tell us what's going on with the Holiday Classic this year? Yeah, fortunately, Scott, uh, we seem to be uh, uh, at full strength this year after a couple tough years. Obviously, 20, we didn't have the tournament in, uh, last year. Um, we had it, but uh, it was uh, you know difficult to uh, um, get everything scheduled because of cancellations and, and the virus. But uh, we've got a full 80 teams this year at five different brackets. Uh, we start the 27th of December. We go 27, 28, 29, and 30. And um, uh, we've got uh, five gyms. <clears throat> the national bracket will be held here, like always, at Torrey Pines. Uh, Saints will host the American Division. Uh, Carlsbad's going to host the Senators and uh, Santa Fe Christian. And um, and uh, RBV will host the, uh, the last two uh, brackets. So we'll go from 9.30 in the morning to about 10 o'clock at night every night. And uh, a lot of good high school basketball with some great players and great teams coming into town. Yeah, cool. Um, Browner, you would love this. Um, as a basketball junkie like you are and like, you know, wanting to see kind of the next generation of, of who the next you know group of stars are, Browner, this is completely up your alley for the end of the year. This has always been a good time for basketball tournaments. I remember playing in a bunch of tournaments this time of the year, but Thanksgiving and this have always been good times to play against really good teams that are out of your division. Uh, you kind of get to see what everybody has in the, at their school, not the AAU travel circuit, not just your school against another school. That's that's always been the fun part of this year for me. Coach, I see uh, on your website, I saw the name Mikey Williams. This is a kid who's been like a high school basketball star, it seems like, for the last 10 years. But um, how how much of a superstar kid is, is Mikey Williams from here in, in San Diego County? Well, it's kind of interesting, Scott, because uh, he played his freshman year uh, here in San Diego County at San Ysidro High School. And uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, he decided that uh, they were still going to play basketball in North Carolina rather than potentially sit out uh, here in San Diego. So he went to North Carolina for two years, but he's back for his senior year at San Ysidro. And they're regarded as one of the very best teams in our county. Um, he is one of the top 25 or so players that are ranked in the, in the country. Uh, he's already committed to uh, play at Memphis. Uh, he also has a teammate at San Ysidro uh, who's also going to play J.J. Taylor at Memphis. Um, there's a lot of great players and a lot of great players in the past that have played here. Just um, recently, uh, uh, Banchero, Pablo Banchero, uh, who was the number one pick in the draft, played in the tournament recently. Um, Kyrie Irving recently, who was the number one pick in the draft, uh, played in the tournament. And we've had over 70 players that have played in the NBA, and there are currently uh, over 25 that are that are playing right now in the in, in the NBA. So a lot of great young high school talent. It's amazing. I mean, all these kids come in from all over the country. And um, coach, like where usually there's like teams from New York 
um, you know, that are like the big names. Like I just watched a couple weeks ago. It was like LeBron's kid against Carmelo Anthony's kid. Um, like are, are teams coming from, from that far? We do. We have a, a couple very good regional uh, teams coming. Uh, St. John's from Washington, D.C. is coming out. Uh, St. Edward's from uh, Cleveland, Ohio is coming out. They're always nationally regarded and nationally ranked. Uh, and obviously, uh, teams from uh, Vegas, uh, Coronado is uh, nationally ranked. Um, they have a young man that's uh, committed to UCLA. Uh, another young man from St. Edward's is committed to Stanford. So high-level players, high-level teams. And obviously, um, a lot of teams from, from the uh, West are here. A couple very good teams from Washington State, uh, uh, from Phoenix area, and obviously Northern California as well. Cool. Very, very cool. Hey, Coach, um, curious, did you happen to see San Diego State against UCSD last night? And the reason I ask, Browner, Grande, I don't know if you guys were watching this game last night. And while San Diego State won the game, UCSD's leading scorer is a kid named Bryce Pope, who played for Coach Olive at Torrey Pine just a few years ago. Coach, it's great to see a kid who probably could have gone to a bigger place stay home and help UCSD build their program and, hey, put on his skills last night and performed against San Diego State. Did you see that game? I did. Uh, obviously, very proud of Bryce. Uh, he's had a fantastic career there and uh, is their leading scorer currently at UCSD. Um, a very gifted scorer, and uh, he's continued to be able to do that at the college level. We've been very fortunate. I've been blessed. I've had a number of Division One players over the last few years. Uh, Finn Sullivan uh, is at uh, Vermont. Uh, Otto Landrum is at BU. Um, Brandon um, is is at uh, Stanford. Um, obviously, Bryce and many others too that uh, have gone on to play college basketball recently. And that's one of the reasons why we've been, we've been very good lately. Yeah. Hey, Coach, um, before you go, tell everybody who's listening and who's watching, I mean, what is it you want them to know about the Holiday Classic so people can start to make their plans? I know you've kind of already mentioned where and a little bit of when, but just if you could, just on the way out, just give sure. us uh, what you want people to know. Sure. You can get all the information you need at uh, theholidayclassic.org. So okay. it has all the venues, ticket pricing, uh, all the schedules, all the brackets, teams, players that uh, to watch for. So that's, that's the uh, best place to go. But uh, come out and support high school basketball. We've been doing this now for 32 years, and uh, we're going to continue to do it. I think it's a, it's a great way for our uh, local talent to play against some of the best players in the country uh, to get recognition. There's going to be hundreds of college coaches here to evaluate. So uh, come out and support uh, good high school basketball. Coach John Olive, Torrey Pines High School, former San Diego Clipper, old school coach. Long time ago. Who's on who's on those Clippers teams, coach? I mean, going back to uh, what, the 70s? World Be Free. Yeah. We're uh Freeman Williams, uh, Brian Taylor, uh Kermit Washington, uh Swen Nader, Kevin Kunert, uh Sidney Wicks, uh Nick Weatherspoon. Just to name some of them. <laughs> Just to name a few. <laughs> the whole squad. Coach, it's great to see you. Happy holidays to you and uh, your extended family. And uh, and congratulations on bringing this tournament back. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening are like, okay, I need to go to that website, holidayclassic.org, and I need to go take my kids and you know go follow some of you know the future superstars of basketball. Appreciate thanks, you, Coach. Scott. Yep, thanks. All right. I'm feeling – see, I'm feeling very festive. I'm feeling like in the holiday mood. I want to help Coach Olive, whatever we can do, small part, right? 
Browner, you should you should take baby Jane. Go out and see some of these games, dude. Well, I wouldn't take her to I wouldn't take her to that. No. No, 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 no. I'm gonna take her to a San Diego State game this year. Okay. She's been to a San Diego State game every year of her life. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to take her to one. This time I'm gonna sit her real close. So okay. what's the vibe like when someone like Mikey Williams takes the court? Is it like a Drew League kind of thing in high mm-hmm. school? Or is it mm-hmm. like Everyone's there to see that kid, right? Yeah, that's when stands everywhere he goes. That's when you have to rope off the out of bounds line. Like I've been in a couple of those games where it's in a high school gym. It's super crowded. There are no assigned seats, so you just gotta squish in as best as you can. There are adults coming in out for work. The concession stands over in the corner. The cheerleaders can barely fit. The referees are like, "Push, get people back, get people back." Like it's a it it's awesome, man. It's it's really awesome. That's cool. Um, and uh, refing these games uh, is Lawhead refing these games. Good question. No, we need to get Lawhead refing these games. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lawhead's refing. I would expect Lawhead to be refing these games. Nice. I would think so. I would think so. All right. Um. Hey, coming up, I want to get to a couple other stories. Um. One, I've been saying for the last few weeks that Matthew Stafford should retire, and that opinion is like coming from if I were the Rams ownership, I'd want Matthew Stafford to retire. Matthew Stafford says he's not going to retire. I want to talk about that story. Um, a couple other stories I'd like to get into from around the NFL. Everybody's knocked Jalen Hurts. Oh, he's not that good. And, oh, the Eagles would be fine if they had somebody else. We may find that this weekend. So I want to get into some NFL stuff. I also want to get back to the Carlos Correa stuff because I don't think we got into all the detail of how crazy the Mets spending spree has been here this offseason. So we'll get to all this stuff coming up. Thanks to Coach Olive. Thanks to JT the Brick for coming in on this segment. Everybody stay right where you are. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends. It's Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I feel, fellas, you guys tell me how you think about this. Um, We started the show just kind of warming up, just completely BSing. Right, just totally got off on a whole tangent about the radio business, people getting fired this time of year, old 1090 employees, et cetera, et cetera. Then we went into the Carlos Correa story and how we all went to sleep last night. Nobody was thinking about Carlos Correa, but then the Giants bailed on the contract. The Mets jumped right in and the Mets spend another $300 million for a player. And the Mets have spent a fortune. In fact, the Mets have spent so much money this offseason, 800 plus million dollars that the luxury tax, Now I know everybody doesn't geek out on all this baseball stuff, but this is interesting. The luxury tax that the Mets will pay will be over $100 million. Ugh. Wait, wait, but Browner gets better. There's a list of teams. Alex just put it up on the screen for everybody that's, that's watching. Here, Alex can read to us. This, these are the teams that the Mets will have more in payroll tax, luxury tax, penalties, than these teams have in complete payroll. So imagine this. The Mets will pay $110 million in luxury tax for all these players that they're spending money on. And the penalty for spending that amount of money when you're a big market team is you're screwing over little guys like this. These guys don't even have $110 million in payroll. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, so the Diamondbacks, Nationals, Marlins, Guardians, Royals, Rays, Reds, Pirates, Orioles, and A's will all pay, will all have a less, a roster of salary less than 110. Steve Cohen will pay in Texas. Yep. Listen, there's, there's got to, 
I don't want to be this guy, but either baseball needs to make a hard cap where you cannot pay over this amount or these other teams need to be forced somehow to raise their floor of spending because the Chicago Cubs, for instance, because I'm still in tune with a lot of Chicago sports, the Chicago Cubs have the one of the richest ownership groups in baseball, far richer than the Padres ownership group. They don't spend any money at all. Zero, none, nada. The Ricketts are probably on the verge of being the worst owners in baseball. Like, they are they don't spend any money. They suck all this money off the stadium. They now have gambling facilities literally in the stadium. They've rebuilt the state. They've rebuilt Wrigley Field. There's gambling in the building. And they still don't sign players. So these owners need to be penalized. If you don't spend money, you should be you should be uh, 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 fined X amount of millions of dollars that you don't compete every year. Because this isn't cool, man. It's not cool. Like there are a lot of people who love these teams that you just ran down, and the fact that they can't control who owns the team, therefore who how they spend money. The, the Major League Baseball needs to do something about that. I disagree. Okay, that's I'll be fine. like J- I'll be I'll be like JT the Brick was earlier today. I respect your opinion, but I disagree. Why? Well, let me ask you a question. Prior to Peter Seidler going crazy spending on the Padres the way he has in the last few years, mm-hmm. the Padres would have been on that same list. And I would have said the same thing about them. Right, but here's what the Padres back then were thinking: We're running a business, and our goal in business is to make money. And so. Our stadium is such that it's an attraction unto itself. So people come here and they buy food and they buy drinks and they pay for merch and they 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 love their experience here. And winning wasn't really the business. The business was an entertainment outlet. It's a ballpark. It's a major league product. And we're not really in the business of pursuing a championship. We're in the business of not losing money. And so so the Cubs, for example, the Cubs have won their World Series. They they broke the, the curse. And so now they're like, look, we've got Wrigley Field. We've got Wrigleyville around us. We Everybody wants to come see a game in Chicago. And it really doesn't even matter if we're competitive or even pursuing a championship. Correct. Because we're really just in business as a business, not in business to win a championship. For years, the Padres were not in the business of winning a championship. They've changed their business model. But that, in my opinion, that is bad for the sport as a whole. That has That's part of, again, in my opinion, that's part of what has sank baseball to be a regional sport. That is a, that is a large part of why the, the nation isn't hyped about baseball when good things happen. Because people aren't watching this market over here because there are too many markets not competing. A wise man said, a rising tide lifts all boats. Not in baseball. They're mm-hmm. shooting. They're shooting each other. Shooting holes in each other's boats. As someone who watches soccer and baseball is probably the closest thing to soccer, and I'm talking about European rules here. Financial fair play is their salary tax version of MLB rules. Teams bust it open all the time, but there's only like ten teams that do it. You know, uh, Manchester City, Paris Saint Germain, where Messi plays. Those are the Steve Cohen owned teams of of the european leagues and then in the english premier league 
you have the top five teams spending top five money, and then you have 15 other teams that don't spend as much, and the lower you go, the lower their thing is. Is it great for the league as a whole? No, it's not. The best league in American sports is the NFL. It's the most parodied league in, in, yep. in all of sports because they have a very, very, very high salary cap minimum. Now, is that what MLB wants? That's the question. I don't know. See, I don't think see, so. That, see, that's just it. I'm with you there. A minimum. See, Browner, what you're saying is that they have to be penalized for not spending. Yes. I think they should create a ceiling and a floor. Now, now the ceiling. But I think. Go ahead, Sorry, Alex. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm well, saying, I guess what I, I'm saying is, is that is that I don't have a problem with Steve Cohen, who's an ultra, ultra, ultra wealthy guy no, no, no. No. who's throwing money at this you're thing. You're misunderstanding me. I don't have a problem with what Steve Cohen. I have zero issues with what Steve Cohen is doing or what the Yankees did in the past or what the Padres are doing. My issue is with the owners on this list who are not spending. I think we're all saying the same thing. Yes. I think we're all saying that, that we need a salary for Because the Cubs have money. Because if you if you have a salary, there should be the A's should never have a thirty million dollar roster. Correct, like that right there. That's forty five million dollars by the Rays or who? Like gross. some teams have managed a way to be competitive somehow, but it's not year in year out. But the problem is you have an owner like whoever I forget who owns the Reds, who has come out publicly to his flagship radio station and said, "Why would I do that? Why would I go out and spend money?" if I'm not going to make as much money as I'm making now. So when you have owners who collectively bargain this agreement and the majority of owners don't want a salary floor, you're never going to have a salary floor, Correct. which is why they implemented a luxury tax to make more money off Steve Cohen, who, by the way, they had to add a fourth layer of salary tax called the Steve Cohen tax because he came in here and was throwing billions of dollars around because he has it. Same thing in the NBA. Jeannie Buss has the third most valuable franchise in all of the NBA, but she doesn't have a lot of money to, to treat it as such, unlike Joe Lacob with the Warriors, who Ooh. propelled his team to the top of the valuation the list. Highest above value the team next, in the NBA. But he's also getting taxed out of his ass every single year because he goes over the luxury tax every year. Problem is, I don't think baseball has. 18 guys, however many, that would want a salary floor. But there should be some sort of punishment to have. That's an embarrassing long right. list of teams yes. that will be right. outspent by the luxury mm -hmm. tax. Un yeah. Not competitive. Yeah. That's crazy. It's a crazy story how Correa was going to go to the Giants. And we've been talking about this all day. I mean, just in and out. And um, how Correa was going to go to the Giants, how they used some sort of medical issue as what I think is an excuse for not wanting to pay that kind of contract and how the Mets just come in and take the guy. So that, that's been a big story on today's show. Another really big story today is, is Franco Harris dying. And it's, it's not because like we stop what we do when hall of fame players die. It's not that it's the storyline that goes with Franco Harris dying, which is 50 years after the immaculate reception the Steelers and the Raiders are going to play Christmas Eve this Saturday night. Franco Harris's jersey is going to be retired. Franco Harris, um, there's a huge ceremony planned for him and a weekend planned in Pittsburgh around these two teams and around this rivalry and around 50 years later and around this play. And the guy who made the play, Franco Harris, dropped dead in his sleep last night. Uh, this has been a crazy story. 
And so these have been the two big things we've been talking about today. For those of you that are just getting with us, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Highlight of the day is around the corner. Before we get there, Alex, you have a little smirk on your face. What is going on? What is- I saw a tweet that this is brilliant. Let me hear. I love this kid even more. Tell me. Travis Hunter, the number one sought-after player in the transfer portal, maybe. Oh, is uh, this the kid from Jackson State? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who everybody assumed he might be going to Colorado, but he just said uh, about 30 minutes ago, he dropped a video saying he will release what school he's transferring to when his YouTube page reaches 100,000 subscribers. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's genius. Hey. And also that's a sign that's of the time. awesome. Hey. That's awesome. I will release what school I'm transferring to when the Kaplan and Crew YouTube channel gets to 7,500 subscribers. I've been, on my, I've been on my hands and freaking knees, like begging people for, for weeks now to help us get to 7,500 subscribers. When, when I get to 7,500 subscribers on my YouTube channel, that's when I'll tell you where I'm transferring to. That's hilarious. Uh, as of that video he dropped, he had 73,000. As of I'm sitting here right now, he's almost at 80. Okay, let me tell so, you something really What happens quickly. if he doesn't make it? I guess Literally, doesn't. I hit refresh, and that 79 point just increases every time. So I'm sure Hilarious. it'll be dropped soon. Hey, pretty funny, though. Um, today is National Signing Day for college football. And, you know, the transfer portal is nuts, right? And this morning, I'm flipping through Instagram, and I see my school, University of Pittsburgh, um, the Pitt football account says, hey, congratulations, you know, welcome to Pitt, this quarterback from Calabasas High School here in, I mean, not here in San Diego, but up in LA. And the kid's name is Ty Diefenbach. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. His father, Dan, I've known him for years. He was the original producer on Stable Wars. If you guys remember that old TV show that we produced. Um, mm -hmm. So the dad was the producer. The kid, Ty, at the time, was like a six-year-old little boy running around. and. Uh, he was committed to UNLV, but then the UNLV coaching staff got blown out. So he reopened his recruiting, Cal, Nebraska, Michigan State, and Pitt came in and offered the kid. And my my, my buddy's son is is uh, signed with my school today, which I thought was kind of cool. So, nice. Yeah. Uh, USC got the number one recruit in 2023. Who's that? Malachi Malachi Nelson. Oh, they did. They they got him. The, the quarterback mm -hmm. from Los Alamitos made it official. Now he's the top recruit of. Of the next class. class, is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the thing so is, once Caleb to... leaves, okay. So you got Cal Malachi Nelson, who what they he reopened his recruiting and was down in Texas A and M because more NIL money, whatever. Um, but I think that him seeing what Caleb Williams has done this year, it's like, hey, I'm staying home. Kids from Los Alamitos High School. Think about this: in the class of 2023, these are guys that are juniors in high school right now. You have the number one player in the country at Los Alamitos High School. Okay, who's going to USC? And you have a quarterback at Carlsbad who's going to Alabama. A guy in L.A., a guy in San Diego taking the USC quarterback and taking the Alabama quarterback. This is what we've got here. I mean, it's amazing. Pretty crazy. It is. It really is. Pretty freaking crazy, man. Uh, and it doesn't always work out for everybody. I saw, I'm saw. i trying to look it up right now. Um, there was a quarterback who – okay, I think this is the guy. Alan Bowman, mm -hmm. who is the third-string quarterback at Michigan. Mm -hmm. This dude was the starter at Texas Tech mm -hmm. <laughs> for three for 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 a few years. Mm -hmm. You know how many times? You know how many passes he's thrown at Michigan? Zero. Eleven. 
Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, don't work out for everybody when you enter the transfer portal. Listen, well, man, that's just tra- it. Listen, <laughs> about this guy. Portal ain't for everybody, man. You can't. That other kids are transferring too. Well, just think about this. How about JT Daniels? You ready? Is that his name, JT Daniels? Right. Yeah. USC. Mm-hmm. Georgia. West Virginia, and now my man has transferred to Rice. Yeah, baby. Uh, I mean, this is what, what about Slovis? Well, Keaton Slovis, USC, Pitt, yeah. and I don't know where he's going next. But he, he, I, I heard uh, like Utah. I heard Washington State. I, I don't know exactly where Slovis is heading. But dude, yeah. like when I was in college, I, I had lost my job. I started as a true freshman. I lost my job the next year. I redshirted, and then I picked it up thereafter. But yes, I was down. I was depressed. I wanted to transfer. I was in contact with a couple of schools. But this is back in the day where when you transferred, you had to sit out a year. You know, this is transfer portal now, and I know it sounds cliche to say it at this point. It is literally college football free agency every year. Yeah. 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 You know, and it's not that people are going from one place to another because there's more NIL money. It's, I'm not going to play here at Michigan anymore. I'm not going to play here at Pitt anymore. I'm not going to play here at USC anymore. So I'm leaving and I'm going someplace else. But then, but, but also, once you do enter the transit portal, sometimes it is like who has the most NIL money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah. is like, I, I don't care. No, I genuinely don't care. I know there's a lot of like old people out there that are just like super bent out of shape about it. I, I think I'm a little originally. bent out of shape about, I think I'm a little not bent out of shape, but I kind of don't like being able to transfer every year. I yeah, don't, I don't like, like that. Either. I don't like it. Either. Um, I think there should be maybe like a cap or something there, but other than that, transfer I don't care. once, you know, I mean, I sure, but I mean, I look at these guys and, and COVID actually p- people who don't think about this COVID is what's allowed so many of these guys to play more than four years or five years or six years. Usually you go to college, you've got five years to play four. These kids have all gotten a sixth or a seventh year because of COVID, which is another whole crazy story. Well, anyway, listen, congratulations to all the kids out there that are signing today. Congratulations to all the moms and dads out there whose kids are signing today because I can tell you, I know I know what that feels like, um, and you should all be really, really proud. Okay, listen, we I wanted to talk about Matthew Stafford. I'll just make this quick comment. I've been saying I think Stafford should retire. And it's it's not because I'm I'm like an anti-Stafford guy. It's just because when you're this injured and you're at this age and you've already checked the box of winning a Super Bowl, and by the way, I'm coming at it from the Rams side too, which is, dude, he's older, he's hurt a lot, and he's got a monster contract. If I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm not going out this way. If I'm Matthew Stafford, I'm not giving up this money. But if I'm the Rams, I'm not loving the fact that Matthew Stafford has announced that he's coming back. And if I were the Rams, even though Baker Mayfield didn't look so great the other night against Green Bay, I'd still want to have Baker Mayfield as a legit backup quarterback and a quote-unquote heir apparent. At least see what happens. They have not had a legit backup. So it's pretty interesting that Matthew Stafford has announced on his wife's podcast he's coming back. The Rams should trade for Jordan Love. Money. That's why. Money. Money is why he's coming back. Money. I don't think the Rams have picks to trade, but they got something. I agree with you, Stafford. Stafford is like a 50-year-old, 34-year-old. Bro, you're not putting that money down. He got got his butt kicked for too long with the Lions, bro. Yeah. No thanks. But it's not just the money. I think it's money and ego. You know, money like, yeah, I want to make this money, but it's also, I had one good year. I'm not done yet. And I also don't want to go out injured. I want to go out on my own on my own way, you know? But he's also 34. I know. His body will his body will he tell old. him when he, he's one of those dudes, his body's gonna tell him when he's done. He will have he's not gonna have no sand. Somebody's gonna hit him from behind, and that's gonna be it for him. Yeah. 
anyway, I just wanted to get that in there. I just thought I was surprised by that news yesterday. All right, Alex, can we do the highlight of the day, man? Can we get there? What do you think? Yeah, I hope I have enough time because it's a good one. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. Highlight of the day brought to you by Toriolistics. Promo code for December holidays. H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E. Works at Tori and California Holistics. Holidays, H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E. Go check them out. I was there at California last night. I spent a lot of money. It was great. Hey, that's why I always tell people, look, if you have anybody in your life that likes cannabis, pain, sleep, recreation, whatever, dude, you hook them up for Christmas. They'll be like, dude, awesome gift. So that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I bought a bunch of Christmas presents yesterday. This. Okay. Very quick. I'm going to try and be quick. This is chiefs. Aholic. Have you guys heard of this story? Chiefs. Aholic. Yes. Nope. Have you heard what's going on with chiefs? Aholic. This is the gentleman that dresses up in a full wolf coyote coyote whatever costume mm -hmm. to every chiefs game it's cold kind in of Kansas like, city kind of like their boltman unofficial mascot mm -hmm. rocks uh rocks this costume everywhere he goes goes to every single game um tweets every single day about the chiefs does everything about the chiefs travels to every game is very well liked amongst chiefs fans he he's it's not one of those stories that he's a creep um well maybe so his name is Xavier Michael Babudar. And people started getting worried about him when he didn't show up to the Texans game this last week. He didn't tweet for a few days. He was completely radio silent from people that knew him. Oh, Nobody no. knew what happened to Xavier, a.k.a. Chiefsaholic. Well, here's where a twist happens. It turns out that Xavier has a large criminal past of robbery and theft. No. He has been, according to, the, as the story goes, he has been funding his chief's travel via robbing things, stealing. He got caught on his way down to Houston robbing a bank. He was robbing a bank on his way down to Houston. Any pictures Arm? of him, like security camera pictures of him in the bank? Right. So no for a way. while, this picture went viral, and they're like, oh, it makes sense. He's using his own mask. <laughs> Idiot. To, but it's not. It turns out it's not that that same oh. guy. There is no pictures of him. But if there is, Chief's Twitter went wild because now they've discovered his past. And the list of how many times this dude has been arrested for theft. Unbelievable. Why you wait up? No one cares who you are until you put on the mask. Unbelievable. Great story. Shout out Great to story. him. Tori Holistics, California Holistics. Use the promo code HOLIDAYS, H-O-L-I-D-A-Z-E. You save 20% on all of your favorite products. All right, we are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Everybody stay right where you are. More to come. Okay, go. All right, guys, we're uh, we're wrapping things up here for the day. Tomorrow, last day of, the, uh, of our broadcast year, Alex has convinced us we're off on Friday. Saturday's Christmas Eve, Sunday's Christmas Day. Um, Monday, a lot of people get the day off because of, of Christmas. And um, I know for me, like, um, I'm Monday, I'm out of here. I'm going to go up to Mammoth and try and have a good time. I hope. I, ho I mean, I have no idea what's going to happen, dude, honestly. You know, like, you take you take my four kids, you take Rachel and her two kids, and I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, you're Brady-bunching it for the oh, whole gonna, week? First time. You're, you're going to spend You're Brady-bunching the whole week. Yeah, Brady-bunching it. Not the whole week, but, like, Monday through Friday. Are yeah. you, do you have that? That's the, the whole week, bro. Yeah. Dude, do you have So the, you're doing, are you Brady bunching Disneyland too? 
Um, we are if, if her kids decide that they want to go. Could the Disneyland trip be a precursor to how the other trip's going to go? Um, I, I don't know how it's going to go. I really how, don't how old are her boys, two boys, right? So you she got has two, two boys. boys. How old two are boys, they? your boy, and your and your and your three girls. Yeah, that is very Brady Bunchy. How old, old are her boys? Nineteen and fifteen. Well, it was a total of six. You just happen oh, to have man. one more than than Rachel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a. I don't like those age groups. Are you bringing a maid? No, I forget her name from Brady Bunch. Alice. Alice, are you bringing an intermediary, or is it just you and Rachel handling six kids? Yeah, it's the two of us. I kind of see the thing is bro, 20, 19, right, 19, right, right. The 16, thing is bro, exactly 15. what I was going to say. But her her youngest is sixteen too, right? Yeah, about the same age. Do they hang yeah. out? Not particularly, but they'll be fine. All I right. don't envision them hanging out either in Mammoth unless you make them. Look, dude, nobody's forcing anybody. I'm just, I'm just. All I want, all I want, as as somebody who is a single father. Like about I just trips. want you are just my kids burning to money fun. this this season, brother. <laughs> you're going to Mammoth, and now you're going to Disneyland but, but and you, Mammoth. But you know how I, but, but bro, you know I how I get down. Kids, you know how I get down. Yeah, they dude, turn on Disney- the heat in the house now. Disneyland, you're just spoiling these kids. I respect that, man. Dude, Disneyland. If I don't have free tickets to Disneyland, I ain't going. If I don't have a place to stay up in Mammoth, thankfully Rachel's got a beautiful house up there. If she don't have that place, I ain't going. Are I mean, the six of you caravanning? Or are you flying? Yeah, two cars. Two cars. Who's riding? Are you are you riding in the same car with your family, her family? Or is it just like you're mixing Cross it up? Cross-pollination? Yeah. They don't, they don't know this yet. But what I Whoa. think I'm going to do is I'm going to take like a hat and put numbers in there. And like even numbers go in this car and odd numbers go in that car. You know what you should do? What? You should take the boys in your car. So you should take mm-hmm. the girls in her car. It's even better. Yeah, but I don't think she wants That's to drive. That's not very 2022 of you. Yeah, I don't think she right. wants to drive. I, so I'll be driving. My daughter, Jillian, I could see her being the, the, the lead driver in the other car. Um, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. Or, you gotta, or the adults can ride in one car and the kids can ride in another car. I, we just don't have the room. The uh, two cars are both going to be like, yeah. like I, I literally, I'm not joking. I had it all written down last night. One car, one car, four seats. Who's in what car? I mean, I'm just trying to figure it all. I wish you the best of luck, brother. Because this sounds like this. This sounds like you should document this. This sounds like like I should cancel this trip. This this sounds sounds like we should not. No, you got to go. No, 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 this this absolutely sounds like we should not go. You got to go. I think get there, it'll be great. It might start. It might start shaky, but once you get there, which kid are you worried about the most? On Julia, no doubt, Julia. Why Julia? Because she's a uh she's just she she can be a real um Tough she one. can instigate <laughs> so you should put her in the adult car yeah you gotta keep honestly, your eye on her keep your eye you on that put, one honestly here's how it should go maybe maybe not her with you and rachel controlled environment and then maybe one of the one of the quieter ones with you and rachel and her mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. everybody else in the other one mm-hmm your yeah, car will be the calm car. The other car will be the wild who's car. The, who's the headphone kid? Who's the kid that just is always on their headphones one. on their There's phone? definitely one. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it's her son, Max. Max Rachel's and Julia son. in your car with Rachel, yeah. everybody else in the other one. Follow me. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Because you want the kid that like just won't be bothered. He'll just be on his phone. He'll be on his headphones. And there's nothing to instigate it. But, but I know my daughter, Julia, is going to be like, no, I want to be with my sisters. Tough. 
I could see ride with the headphone man. We'll just do the boys in your car and let them go there. Yeah. Let Rachel ride with the ladies. So ladies, ladies van. You and Rachel, you and Rachel and the boys and the three girls and the other one. Nah, man. You should make Rachel ride with the girls. I don't I want to be with my kids. Part of the fun is the drive. That's what that's why when you get there, you're gonna gonna have Justin. Yeah, you got J Dog. All right, we'll figure it out. All right, we got to go. This is great, dude. Oh, you this... need you need to bring back your uh, Stable Wars crew and document this whole yeah. weekend. I really may need to do this. I may need to, we may. It need sounds to... like a reality show. You need to start. It really does. Writing a treatment for this, brother. I'll you tell you have what, some money on your hands. Tell you what, I'm not exaggerating. Home for I Christmas. Would fucking, I would fucking watch that. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch it too. I would watch that shit. The if testimonials guys... would be the best. <laughs> if you guys got ideas on this, I may I may take you up on it for I... real. Thousand percent would love to workshop this. All right. All right. Listen, we got to go. Everybody have a great day. We're back tomorrow for our last day of the year. Support our sponsors uh, from the seven mile casino studios. Everybody peace out.